0: It's the Talkie United, Herald Express, Devon Live, Yellow Army podcast on a, a, a big day to be a Talkie United fan. It's Thursday the 27th of December.
1: There's a cloudless sky.
0: A cloudless sky. Which has had a
1: break. <laughs> we,
0: we have coffee and Christmas cake and we're top of the league yeah. um, and put the White Tigers. Well, for the first leg of the festive doubleheader was a very agreeable match yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um... I think it took Truer to score to get us going. Yeah, we, <laughs> um, I don't know what you felt yesterday. Gary Johnson certainly <laughs> agreed with that. In fact, I think Aaron Downs apparently turned to him after Truer has scored and said that might be the best thing that could happen to us. Yeah, And um, and it turned out, I really? think, that, that that was right.
0: We'll get on to the match in, in a few moments. First of all, a festive top marks to the pop side yesterday for coming up with the best song I've heard come from the football terrace for a long time, (laughs) to the tune of Wham's Last Christmas, Um, Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart, the very next day you gave it away, this year to save me from tears I'll give it to Gary Johnson, (laughs) which was absolute genius, so uh, whoever was behind that, well done, well done indeed,
1: more more, please, more like that,
0: absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed that, Um, and also the quiz ball that we did last week seems to have gone down reasonably well with the listeners
1: we won't throw it at you for another week or two we'll give you a break
0: for all its unruly chaos it seems to have gone down fairly well somebody um, a Yorkshire girl talked himself out of uh, drawing the match with Exeter by talking himself out of Leon Constantine as an answer (laughs) But, but there you go we will certainly do that again sometime now then, that Truro game. Let's talk about this wins record, though, because that's crept up on us a little bit, hasn't it?
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, seventh successive league victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, only one off the record. Um, yeah, I hadn't realised we were that close. Yeah, and and that record, which will be fondly remembered by many, many fans who, who of the vintage who will be listening, uh, under Kevin Hodges' playoff season in League Two in 1997-98, Eight successive league wins from January yeah. to March. And just to bring a tear to one or two <laughs> eyes, we'll read through the teams that United beat in that run and then oh. we'll get on to more modern times. Shrewsbury 3-0 at home. Hartlepool 1-0 at home. Brighton and Hove Albion 4-1 away when they were playing at Gillingham. Currently in the Premier League, obviously. Hull City 5-1 at home. Currently in the Championship. Doncaster 1-0 away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, League 1, um, Chester 3-1 away, Lincoln City 3-2 at home, Cardiff City 1-0 at Flamore. that was the that, that was was, the 8th win, was the eighth win. Um, Wolves very rudely, then recalled Jason Roberts who was um, the striker up front with yeah. the great Rodney Jack that season, I know, yeah steady guy, yes. um, <laughs> <laughs> tear to your eye, um, uh, and we lost, we lost the, the very next home game 3 0 to Cambridge on a Tuesday night. What a good. Uh, um, uh, sorry, no, I think it was the weekend game actually. What a um, clang
0: that is at the end of a run though. It was. The 3-0 United to
1: eventually had to settle for the playoffs. They'd been yeah. chasing Knotts County for the title. Rodney Jack got injured yeah. uh, near the end of that season. I remember he o- opened his knee up on a bit of glass on Centrax's football pitch over at Newton Abbott and um, uh, finally came back, of course, for the playoffs. Uh, when United routed Scarborough, in yeah. Rodney Jack's farewell. Um, oh, that was lost, the year we went to late Norrient, wasn't it? With um, late of, last match, yeah. ne- Needing a point for automatic promotion and lost two one. Yeah. Um, Kenny Basey got sent off in that match. Um, uh, uh, and um, or oh, was it sent off or booked? I'm not quite sure. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, and couldn't play in the final. Matthew Gregg came in for the in, in for the final. Um, I think it must have been sent off because it would have been a three-match suspension, yes, yeah. wouldn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah um, there you go. Uh, to
0: happy, that one, happy days. That 1-0 win over Cardiff, the eighth win. Forgive us for indulging in nostalgia for a little bit longer, though, but that team that day, which you've just found online, extraordinary. Let's run through the names who were in that team the day that we beat Cardiff 1-0. And we mentioned the crowd as well. But the, playing for Torquay that day, Vasey, Gurney and Gibbs... Right back and left back. Right wing back and left wing back. Smash and grab, if yeah. there was one. Uh, defenders Gittins, Watson and Robinson. You didn't argue with those three, did Absolutely you? Absolutely not. A midfield of Gary Clayton, Ledbitter and Hilly on the left.
1: Kevin Hill, the young the young <laughs> the youngest of those three by about 40 years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, because normally Steve McCall would be coming in there. I think Steve McCall must have been struggling with one of his uh, Achilles uh, tendon injuries. So.
0: Hilly would have been arriving in the nick of time at the far post, as he there always did. As
1: he always did. He'd been signed from Torrington Town by Kevin Hodges the season before. Yeah. What Has there ever been a more inspired Great. signing? You can you can, you can can talk about money until you're blue in the face. Torrington Town out of the Western League. Kevin Kevin Hodges signed him. What four hundred and seventy four appearances later? Yeah, uh, great, a, a, uh, an absolute legend. Great
0: uh, bloke and a great player yeah. as well. Um, he
1: he played left midfield that day.
0: And up front, you've mentioned them both already: Rodney Jack and Jason Roberts. Yeah, what Un- a combination that was. Unplayable. For. Yeah,
1: for three or four months that, that that Roberts was on loan from Wolves that season. Yeah. Um. Well, it, it was it it was carnage when they were both when they were both at it, which they which they were. I I remember uh, United lost one 0 at, at Scarborough on a Tuesday night, and Kevin Hodges was not happy with uh, with either of them, and um, all all United fans will remember Kevin Hodges extremely nice, polite, yeah, uh, approachable, mm-hmm. kind person that he still is now. Obviously, head of Argyles Youth Academy, um. And I remember Steve McCall coming out of the dressing rooms down the back of the old McCain Stadium stand with a half a grin on his face. And I couldn't work it out from a distance because we'd just lost 1-0. Yeah. And he walked past me and he said, Dave, I've just heard (laughs) the greatest bollocking I've (laughs) heard in the whole of my career. (laughs) And I went, and I I stupidly said, who from? (laughs) Because I couldn't imagine that Kevin had delivered it. But Kevin Hodges had completely lost it in the, in yeah. the dressing room afterwards. And I think Rodney and uh, Jason Roberts had caught the, the front of it. And, uh, but they never looked back after that. Um, I think they were at it in the next game. And Happy uh, no, days.
0: Honourable mention for the uh, the lads on the bench. Wayne Thomas.
1: Who came on in that match, I remember, right at the end. Tony Beddo. Yeah, another trainee product.
0: And Leon Hatgood. A he was a, one.
1: He was a local lad as well, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Good player, yeah. Leon Hatgood. Uh, midfield player. Um not much of him. Um, but no, he, he played more games than people probably mm. think back now. Yeah. Um good good little player. Um, with a
0: with a classic nineties haircut, if yeah, I remember rightly. Yeah. 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 So that
1: was another you, you look at that. Um those three on the bench, all products of the old training yeah. scheme. Um uh, the rest not. It was a it was a signed side. Um but no, they, they they were well. I think you still feel that the the second leg against Scarborough is indelibly imprinted on your oh, mind as one of the greatest. One of the greatest, greatest at, games at Playmore, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. They, they were uh, and very unlucky to lose to Colchester in the final at, at Wembley um, on a, another of those horrible Friday night games, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. But yeah, the, that was the that's that that stands as the eighth successive win.
0: But to link us directly into yesterday's game against Truro City, the crowd for that eighth win over Cardiff... I mean, fair enough, it was a Tuesday night.
1: Yes, and and I do remember United have been playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for quite a while to make up for um, a load of postponements, I think, that season.
0: But the crowd was smaller than yesterday's. The crowd for that Cardiff game 20 years ago was 3,358. There you go. Yesterday, at a magnificent Boxing Day Playmore... 3863 fans yeah,
1: including 86 truro supporters yeah. well done to them.
0: Yes well yeah indeed yeah yeah, yeah. well done to the truro fans for uh, for making the trip up and you know they've had a few who've been watching them at plainmore this season yeah. so uh, good for them but massive crowd superb atmosphere yesterday.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that must have helped propel the team along I would have thought.
1: Well I I think this is something which is hopefully growing by the week. Um, the the away support and we'll talk about Hampton and Richmond last weekend in a minute the away support as is, is, it's almost a given now certainly as far as the players are concerned that they they, they it, it's something that's hugely impresses a lot of the lads who have come from yeah. other parts of the country down here um, but um, no that I think we were all hoping for three three and a half yesterday wasn't and yeah I think you and I looked at each other in the 20 minutes before kick-off and thought, this is building up nicely. There's a few in here, yeah, yeah, and and a lot of people
0: were still finishing their pints then, weren't they? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly, yeah. And of course, at Plainmore, you've got the away end, which is away supporters, so there's only 80 or however many there were. There was a few in Bristol's bench, I suppose. Um, but the pop side was properly filled wasn't it that was as busy as we've seen it for a long time and,
0: and there were pictures on twitter of fans queuing out in marnham road which we haven't great. seen for a while oh, really good we? yeah so, that's right and then
1: of course you always know at playing more these days the telltale is the family stand at the ellicom end of the yeah. ground. when that starts to fill up as it really as it, as it did yesterday um and i know i mean we could we could see all sorts of people around us trying to <laughs> find spare seats weren't we and you know what was that, I will shout, two together? <laughs> you struggled to find two yeah, together yeah, yesterday. Yeah, you would, yeah. Um, so, no, great. And and um, uh, they were in good voice.
0: They were, they were indeed. Let's talk about the match then, because we, we were not top of the league for a couple of hours beforehand, no. were we? Well, we did a little while beforehand. Well,
1: Woking at the lunchtime kickoff had beaten Hampton and Richmond, which yeah. I think most people expected. So they technically, not technically, yeah, they actually went above United for a couple of hours, didn't they?
0: They did, but it didn't last for long. No. Did it? This, no, no. I mean,
1: all of the goals. I, I'll bet some Woking fans <laughs> perked up when they saw that Truro had taken the lead. Uh, yeah. And in fairness to Truro, they probably deserved to yeah. take the lead as well. Now, all
0: of those goals, you had the six goals in yesterday's game, yeah. they were all great goals. Quite. Both of Truro's goals were terrific. Caracus. All four talkies, which we'll come to, were Truro's uh,
1: goal made uh, and fashioned the, on the English Riviera. It was, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Crossed by Conor O'Reilly, low comes from local lad. Uh, yeah. Nile Thompson <laughs> beyond the far post. Yeah. Former United trainee and player, and still lives here. Works over at South Devon College. Um, he hooked it back, and Tyler Harvey, terrific finishing, very sort of good finish, shoulder high, chest high volley, yeah. something like yeah. that, really caught it sweetly. One nil down. Whoops, here we go.
0: And you couldn't have um, argued at that point. It was pretty no. even to They'd start. They've had a near with.
1: miss just before it, had not they? Yeah,
0: yeah. And they um, they gave as good as they got, Truro. But yeah. I mean, there was a point where Torquay just there were three goals in eight minutes.
1: Well, you yeah,
0: and they just got better as they, they went did. along, they didn't did. they?
1: and, and uh, also I, I don't think there was any player in a in a yellow shirt who looked more out of sorts on that pitch than Calvin Lambarbo Kalala. Mm. He he'd been brilliant at, Ham, at Hampton and Richmond on on Saturday, and of course he's got this incredible talent, which is what Peter Johnson and Gary Johnson spotted, yeah. and the reason he's a live him. wire, isn't he? That's he really right. Is. And But he was having one of those games where nothing would go right. He was taking the ball up to people, trying to beat them and nicking it off him. And, and Gary Johnson had really torn him off a strip. After about
0: 15 minutes yesterday, yep. our colleague Matt on the bench drew our attention to um, a full and frank exchange of views that was going on down well, there. And pretty one way. A little way one engaged, side, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah.
1: Um, um, and, and Calvin was, was his, his, the old shoulders were down. His head was, you know, oh yeah. my goodness, well, how do I t- get this going? And then all of a sudden, as of course he's got this fantastic ability to do, he sprang to life. Yeah. And he, he, he had a run to the edge of the box. That kind of fizzled out. A little bit fortunate to get the ball back, I think, if yeah. you haven't sort of seen the replays. Thing. One touch, bang, and it hit the bar.
0: Keeper, I think the keeper got something on Didn't it. He? I think the oh, keeper right. got something on it. I, I may be wrong. I haven't seen the um, no, the, no, the video probably. highlights, but I've yeah. got a feeling the keeper put well, well done. He did uh,
1: uh, hit the bar, and what six seven seconds later, the ball's yeah. in the back of the net with um, uh, Conor oh, Lemonade um, Evans, a beautiful, chip lovely diagonal Yeah, a very
0: um, uh, um, measured finish. Oh yes. it? It was he up yeah he looked
1: at and thought. Yeah. That's where it's going, and he had the technique and the, and the you know, the yeah. quality to, to do it. But, but in that moment, it sort of, and other stuff he did in the game, like the next goal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, uh, when he's gone on another run, yeah, he actually is a little bit fortunate to get the ball back. He's, let,
0: um, let's, let's not put too fine points. To he's lost the ball, hasn't he, he? I think
1: he tried to play a one-two for <laughs> sake of Janne, and and it and it didn't happen yeah. as, as he had planned. But he gets the ball back. Yeah. 25 yards out, something like that. Again, one touch, takes a couple of strides forward, and then hits this thing. And I, my immediate thought when he hit it, it was going over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it was on the rise. But he's obviously done a bit of the old Ronaldo <laughs> whip. Ste- on it. Steady, Tomo, yeah. And, and, and it's just flown in. Yeah. And, 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 and he, the power he generated without almost any back lift at all. Um, and Harvey Rivers in the Truro goal A sort of throw of an arm at it yeah. And before he knows it It's hitting the back of the net yeah, no Tremendous strike to. So in, a, in the space of Three, four minutes yeah His afternoon Kalala has turned around his afternoon From oh my goodness What am I going to do about this To scored one Hit the bar, hit yeah. the bar and scored another And this is the wonderful Wonderful talent that he's got He's. I mean, he's rapidly emerging now
0: as the player to watch. I mean, the the team is full of good players at the moment, playing well. Jamie Reed, who didn't get among the goals, no. he didn't get among the goals at Hampton Richmond, but played very
1: well there.
0: Isn't he playing well at yeah, the moment, bringing right. other people into the game? Yeah. He's working really, really hard.
1: Janet, Jani looks like he's going to score almost yeah. any time he wants to. He does, but Kalala um,
0: is the player who catches the eye at the moment, isn't yes,
1: he? Yes, he is the entertainer. He's, yeah. he's the one that's going to get people out of their seats almost every time. He, he can beat people for a pastime. He's quite quick. Yeah. He's got some football in him. Um, and he, he reminds me a little bit, they are different types of players, of Mustafa Kariol when he first yeah. came to the club. Mustafa was probably quicker than, um, Carriol was quicker than, than Kalala because who who was as quick as Carriol when he got going? Yeah. But he had this kind of like weird, wonderful ability to have it nicked off in one minute and then leave people completely yeah. standing. Uh, and of course, he's gone on to have a very good career. Yeah. Uh, um, up into the championship, um, played at, not in and Forest, was at Middlesbrough for a while. Middlesbrough. Yeah. yeah. Spell it in Switzerland or something like, somewhere like that. Um. And you look at Kalala now and you think, well, the limit of where he could go will be what's between his ears, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, of how he brings his talent to bear on the game. Yeah. In other words, the less mistakes he makes, and that's quite a big ask because a winger is such a... uh, I always feel sorry for wingers. Everybody, uh, you know, there's a tendency of, oh, they don't work hard enough. Oh, not they tuck in all the time, and they they kind of like they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Yeah. They tuck in and try and help out in midfield, and somebody say, yeah, stay wide, stay wide, you know, chalk on your heels, and stretch the stretch the defence, stretch the defence, and you know, well, you've got to go looking for the ball, you've got to go looking for the ball, yeah. and sometimes it's a much more difficult position than people think, and um, uh, uh, and of course. Managers are always asking wings to help the full-back out, aren't they, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. We,
0: so, you can t- I mean, we've seen over the past few games, we've seen um, Liam Davis linking up well with Jake Andrews down yeah. the left. I mean, that's a partnership that's really been working. But Ben Winter and Calvin Kalala yes. is now really beginning to get going as I, well, I, isn't
1: I, it? I mean, obviously, Kalala's been moved from the left to the right because of the absence of both Opie Edwards yeah. and... Ruri Keating, who of course is in the middle of a only got one more game of a of a suspension to serve, so United have needed that yeah. slot fill. And I, in terms of goal threat, he, he's looking more dangerous on the right hand side than he is on than he was yeah. on the left. He was pretty good on the left, but because United have got this great ability in their team, they've got two cracking left footers in Liam Davis and Jake Andrews, who can switch the play at almost any moment. They can yeah. look up and as long as Kalala kind of stays out reasonably wide he's inevitably one against one with their fullback yes. if the fullback can get over and cover him anyway <laughs> that makes him more difficult more dangerous um, and the team looks really well balanced at the moment doesn't it I mean yeah. when Opie Edwards comes back in which we all hope will be New Year time Rui Keating will be back after you know yeah. um, Saturday's game against Gloucester and um, here we go again. Gary Johnson's will have a yeah. decision to make. Yeah. I, 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 I'd wonder whether he would be tempted to change it at this particular stage because it's probably so many it, it, no. no, and and that's you know we'll we'll get on to Liam Davis in a second. But yeah. that combination of Davis and Andrews, I mean, how good are they? They they are really talented players, yeah. both of them. Um, great touch, vision, awareness, mm. all that kind of stuff can both deliver a good ball. Um, you know, I, if I was playing against those two on the right-hand side or a manager, I'd say, "Well, how the hell are we going to get the ball off them once they get yeah. on it?" And um, uh, no, it's it's so it's a real good balance. Hall and Lemon Hay Evans, I thought, were both terrific yeah. yesterday in 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 the middle of midfield.
0: So that, that that brings us quite neatly then to the third goal. Now, if you asked Acer Hall to write down a list of his attributes as a footballer, he he put down probably tackling, passing, heading, position, yeah. heading. You know, a lot of the thinking things that a midfielder does. Do you think he put down pinging one in from 30 yards? With, with, my, left with my left foot. With my left foot, into the top corner, which is precisely what he did Yeah, yesterday. first time as well. That was my yeah. favourite of a lot of good goals uh, in that game. Yeah. And that was the best one, Absolutely. Though, wasn't
1: it? yeah. I, went, I walked up to him in the bar yesterday. He was there with his family and looked at him and raised my eyebrows and said, where on earth did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked round and said... I've got a left foot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great finish. Though, yeah. wasn't
0: it? In fact, the whole press bench leapt to its feet. Yeah. I know it was.
1: Uh, I mean, I had friends on the pop side who who don't turn up all that often, but yeah. you know, Boxing Day, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and they were texting me. I've got a very, very good friend who's a lifelong Leicester City fan. To immediately text <laughs> drop in exclamation, <laughs> fab goals exclamation <laughs> <laughs> mark. You know, even he thought, wow, you know, yeah, get that one out. So. No, a terrific strike.
0: The fourth one came just after half time. Sekou Jane, it was a reward for a piece of hard he I mean, I'm I'm not it wasn't a dirty game by any means, but he was he had took some physical stuff took dished out to him, didn't he? He yeah, was obviously Truro had, had had a look at him. Obviously they've had a look at him, but you know, he they marked him pretty much out of the game for long periods, didn't they? And he was on his on his backside a couple of times.
1: Yeah, that that they I, I think he took a few just by sheer you know, good turns. Yeah. He's done the defender. The defender can't stop himself. Takes him, takes him out. Yeah. Or probably, maybe, you know, partly on purpose, fine. Okay, it's Hatton's foul. Thank you very much. He got a couple... Didn't get them booked, but I think a couple of players were booked for fouls on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the,
0: go- the goal was a good one, wasn't it? Oh, a very strong run into the box. Absolutely. And a lovely finish. And a
1: lovely finish. Um, and actually, of course, that came, what, five minutes into the second half? mm yeah. 4-1 and it effectively ended the contest didn't it a, yes, a, a 3-1 yeah. Yeah. if Truro yeah. get one back we've got a game on 4-1 I think even probably Truro thought you know you would they would have been forgiven for thinking well you know yeah. <laughs> and Gary Johnson said afterwards we knew that if we could get the fourth goal early in the second half they, it would be very difficult for them to come back from that and it was Yeah. and in a way it had the effect I think of sort of flattening the game out for a little while yeah. credit to Truro they never they never stopped trying they never stopped coming and and uh, they had one or two near misses just before uh, um, yes they, they did uh, in midway through the second half yeah. United had their misses as well could probably have scored again so could Truro and then they got another a second consolation goal five minutes to, from time. Another very good goal. No, it was a
0: good goal. Jared yeah. Lewington, wasn't it? It was across from the right. Yeah, by, low cross from um, the right.
1: River, River Allen. Yeah, across yeah. from the right. And he's whipped it in behind into the old corridor of uncertainty. Yeah.
0: Lewington's and, got across his defender.
1: Yeah, and um, it in off the lovely side finish. Of the bar. A great, yeah. great finish. So credit to Truro for not going under. No, you know they didn't. They didn't go quietly, did they? And and you can see. Uh, how Lee Robinson has turned them from a team that looked nailed on for relegation at yeah. the start of the season into a hard-working, little bits of quality in the team, yeah, yeah. which will always give them a chance of winning a game. Um, Organisation, determination, yeah. they look pretty fit. Niall Thompson um, had a good game, yeah, I thought. Yeah, he did. Uh, he's know, playing right back yeah, these days. Yeah. United fans will remember him only as a right winger before. Getting
0: forward pretty well, though, yeah, I thought. Yeah, telling me. Yeah. No,
1: I th- he, he, had a, he had a really good game.
0: And I mean they'll come back on, on New Year's Day in the return fixture, which is also at Playmore. Yeah. Um and that'll be a tough game. It's not gonna be a gimme, is no, it? No.
1: No, and and I dare say I dare say they might have learnt a bit more about United as a result yeah. of that than the other way around. Not not that the Johnsons and the and the Downsies will have a won't have a very good look at the video and since they're far cleverer than you or I, they, they probably will spot some stuff. But um I think truer are a way to Hungerford, I think they're away yeah. on this Saturday. Very important match for them down yeah. the bottom of the table, that is. But you you look at the teams we played so far. Western Supermare, I mean, they were pretty good the night. United drew there two yeah. all, but they they're struggling again now. Yeah, they still East, only won two games. Quite yeah. East Thurrock, yeah. Um, Gloucester City, Hungerford, Truro, uh, and then I think Dulwich Hamlet are down there as well. Yeah. And and you think. Sure, I've got a real chance of getting out of that, um, based on yeah. on what we saw on Boxing Day.
0: And do we think just getting ahead of ourselves for a moment? But do we think that New Year's Day will be their last game at Playmore? Are they still planning to go back, or is there is that it's not quite been
1: sealed yet? There you go. Uh, I, I, the, the Peter Masters, the chairman, who obviously was at Playmore yesterday, and 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 it's his game on New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, uh, he hasn't said that in as many words he just said mm. the decision a, d- a decision on whether uh, stroke yeah. when uh, truro go back to Triu road permanently will be made after the new year's day game yeah now obviously since truro get the receipts for that match everybody assumes oh well they'll take the money from that game hope for a decent for for a good yeah. crowd and then that'll be cheerio that he hasn't said that yet okay um so i don't think we should just jump to conclusions, It's people are assuming it. Mm. Um, um, but uh, I think until he actually confirms that, um, uh, there have been, let's face it, there have been so many kind of like uncertainties. And yeah. and, 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 and a um, lot
0: of that Truro squad are based in Torbay and South Devon, aren't Lee they? Lee Robinson was only
1: saying that the other day, yeah. that, that, that since the start of the season... The, the players he's brought in are far happier playing at Playmore, even though there's yeah. paltry gates there. From a, you know, It saves them, <laughs> just, as it's, just as it costs the Truro supporters a two-hour drive yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, a 90-mile, it, it means that the players don't have to drag themselves down there. And of course, all Truro's opponents in the National League are more than happy to play at Playmore rather yeah. than going down to <laughs> Truro Road. So, not that that will decide one way or another, but, um, no, it, it's... Uh, it, the answer is no, no confirmation on that
0: yet. Interesting. Mm. This one will run and run. Let's touch briefly on that Hampton and Richmond game, because when we were lining up the, the five festive fixtures, if you like, going up as far as the Slough game, we said, well, as long as we come back with something from Hampton and Richmond, and in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, you know, a, a point from there wouldn't be a disaster. But what a great performance again to come back with a 3-0 win.
1: Very interesting afternoon in, in a lot of ways. First of all, big shout out for best part of 400 goals fans for yeah. turning up. Second biggest gate of the season at Hampton, 800, so 799, I think was the official figure. Getting on, it's half the crowd, yeah. United fans. Good, um, good atmosphere, I heard. Very, as well, good, by very the way. good atmosphere yeah. indeed. Yeah. The ground at the Beverly, um, yeah. uh, I would put it on a par with Tibberton Town, yeah. something like that. Um, uh, uh, nice little setup, good friendly clubhouse etc 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 but the feature for me was that in all United's recent away games they've ended up they, they've, they've soaked up yeah. uh, uh, pressure energy r- ambition uh, from the opposition matched them matched them matched them match them, them and then in the last half hour here comes the fitness and the standard yes. and the pace and they've done them Absolutely not at Hampton and Richmond last Saturday. They ripped into Hampton and Richmond. They should have been probably three up by the time they did take the lead with a fantastic yeah. finish from Kalala. Yeah. Um, I likened it a little bit to the guy. I don't know if, if if listeners who you know the, none of us support Premier League clubs, do we? But but if you watch Match of the Day, mm-hmm. Danny Ings scored a very good goal into the top right hand corner for Southampton at. Huddersfield. Yes, <clears throat> yes he did. Yeah. Or Kalala yeah. stuck it in exactly the same spot from further out. Yeah. And the keeper was a little bit further over this side as well. It was a fantastic finish to a yeah. great move as well. Uh, started down the left-hand side. Andrews was involved. Jamie Reid was involved. Jani was involved. And, and eventually did that switch from left yeah. to right. Um, put put Kalala in and a great finish. So that was... What, and, and United really should have been... More than one up at half-time. Yeah. Uh, they had a couple of little wobbles just after half-time, defensively, got the offside trap wrong. Um, uh, the, the Hampton sub, Oliide, uh, hit the post, had another near miss. But you always had the feeling that United yeah. were going to catch them uh, sooner or later, and so it proved. Uh, another switch ball, left to right. Yeah. Um, uh, Kalala in again, 2-0. And then a, a very, very good third goal. That was an diff- opposite switch, right to left, over there, right back. Gianni in behind, great touch. Yeah. Tucked that one away, 3-0. And the Hampton people were very complimentary. Well, you're the best, you're the best team we've we mm. played this season. Too quick, we can't, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it was a really good result. Yeah. Uh, Hampton had just beaten Welling the week before, 2-1. United have down to 15 fit players. Yeah, Olaf yeah. Sailor, you know, and now a regular on the bench, uh, <laughs> of course, and of course, yeah, and came boxing, on on the day boxing day as well. Yeah. As well. Um, and you just thought, oh dear, we're a bit thin on the ground here. No Carl Cameron, no Rory Keating, Dixon out, Opie Edwards out, Brett Williams, who we'll come to in a minute, just gone, yeah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And you thought, if we pick up any more injuries here, it could be serious, yeah. yeah. Uh, if they go and get stuck into us and we get somebody else sent off, it could be serious. And to come away with a 3-0 win without any of those things happening yeah. was a huge, huge plus. And, um,
0: and it's, it's a mark of the professionalism that, that's, that's running through the whole club at the moment, isn't that's it? That's a good that, point. That, that you can... You know, the players... They get that, you know, I'm not saying they didn't before. But, it, you know, it, it's that they get that and, and they play accordingly to... Um,
1: I think we've talked about it before on, on the podcast, haven't we? The, the, this whole business of the, of the way that Gary Johnson has raised the expectation level. Yeah. But in a constructive way. In so it isn't an intimidating thing. It, it, it's the players completely get, we're supposed to go and win at these places. Yeah. Therefore, let's go and do it. Not... Oh, I hope we do. You know, uh, yeah. And it's this intent that's in their play. And it's, um, be-
0: it's beginning to permeate through the fans as well, isn't it? This yeah. feeling that there's every chance we're going to win these games. Yes. Let's, you know, um, let's see how many we can do it by. That's
1: right. And Gary Johnson, is look, he's been doing this longer than any of us have even dreamed about it. But you know, he knows perfectly well that we may well lose a game yeah. be- between now and the end of the season. It, well, the chances are, yeah. statistically, probably we will but he and the players don't even allow that to come into their thinking it's, yeah. it's how do we win this match not yeah. how do we draw can, this not game can we win how, match, how yeah. can we avoid yeah. defeat in this game and when United go to Woking and, and and I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because it looks there is Let's a little gap between United and Woking at the moment but when, if and when United go to Woking on the April, f- isn't first it? Saturday in yeah. April I think it is yeah and we're in a similar position now, there will there won't be a single even if United are three points ahead going into that match, for instance. Yeah. There won't be a single thought about going there to draw the game. Not one. It, they it, go, to go to yeah. you win. Know, yeah. They go to win. They believe they have the weapons to do it. They have the talent, they have the quality, they have the pace. Why wouldn't you?
0: No, absolutely. Obviously. Now before we leave these last two games and look ahead to uh, games coming up, another couple of players to mention. First of all, we, uh, yesterday's man of the match, uh, well deserved award for Jean-Yves Cuéniarte. Yeah, nearly, Had it, good, 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 nearly scored. Uh, nearly scored again. Yeah, now, he's going to get a few between yeah. now and the end of the season. Well, that, season, that, that was
1: that was, a, that was a decision for Johnson to make yesterday. Um, uh, you know, Carl Cameron back. Yeah, quite right too. Straight into the team, ever present before his quite harsh sending off at <laughs> Boreham Wood. You've got George Essuman, Jamie yeah. sendles White, Johnny Coeniarati. Which one does he go for? Yeah, and he went for Johnny Cueniati, Um And on a heavy pitch, against I, I was really quite impressed with the Truro strikers, especially um, Tyler uh, Harvey. Tyler Harvey, yeah, yeah. decent. He's, really, he's not big, but there's not he's he's tough and he's yeah. strong and he's he's quite quick. And I thought United's two centre backs handled them very well yeah. indeed. Um, it was an afternoon for heading it, kicking it, and no mistakes. And that's exactly what Niate did. Um, and yeah. uh, and Carl Cameron, I thought they both had a good game.
0: He's playing well at the moment. But the player who really caught the eye, again, I know we've done this before, but uh, Liam Davis, what a good game he had yesterday. I, and
1: he just gets better and better, doesn't he? I mean, it is a coincidence, and we shouldn't do it any more than that. But I think Liam Davis, Talk United, and Josh Pashley, Woking, yeah. the, the, the Woking captain, the left-back, plays with his socks around his ankles, <laughs> very feisty, are the two best left-backs in the league, and Torquay and Woking are first and second at the moment. Yeah. All right, so you can read too much into that. But I thought um, um, Davis is playing you know, very well indeed. Yeah. Well, in a way, why shouldn't he? No. he, he we're talking about a, a, guy, a guy who's played in the Championship uh, for Yeovil at left-back. Um, he is he is a quality quality player
0: he doesn't waste the ball either does he the number of times that he kicks the ball out of play you could count on the fingers of one hand yeah you know he he, he, he doesn't waste the ball his passes usually
1: find their target he's a very reassuring presence there yeah uh, we, we, we did see one or twice once or twice last season in the national league where his defensive qualities were questioned yeah um, we, we, we all remember a, penalty gave away against Sutton in a, in a 3-2 defeat but uh, uh, he'd be the first person to beat himself up about that Yeah, um, it, he's just looking a class act at the moment, I think that combination of him and Cameron who are both, Cameron's also pretty happy on his left foot as well um, is, is a really solid one um, he, he, he's he's a physically imposing chap anyway, yeah. he's 6 foot 2 probably, something like that so you don't push him around um, and I think we both thought he had a, a very good game yeah. yesterday.
0: Okay, let's look ahead. Then we've got two. There'll be two more games before we podcast again. Both at Plainmoor. Saturday we welcome Gloucester and Chris Todd. Yes, which great will to be, see him back. Yeah, when, good to see yeah, Toddie yeah. back. Oh, and,
1: and on the on the good to see you back. Of course, it was Aaron Down's first home game. Yes, since his appointment as United assistant. Great and, reception uh, you got as well. Yeah, that's right. and quite right too. Um, it'll be, it'll yeah. be good to see Toddy back It, it always is Yeah uh, And, and I, I think We all hope He keeps Gloucester up it's a, yeah. it's a very difficult Job there United weren't Playing well When they drew 0-0 there was That was Bank Bank Holiday Monday wasn't it, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah Well that, um,
0: that was That kind of period Where yeah. <clears> our expectations Were massive and for whatever reason, the talking weren't delivering, were they? So no. you know, it was it was a disappointing nil-nil that fail, it's, a very, it? it's a very
1: it's a very different time yeah. and a very different team now. It's not a very different team in terms of personnel, but it, it certainly is in terms yeah. of of um, the way they're playing, as as we all know. Thirteen league games unbeaten now, by the way. Yeah, um, phenomenal run. One ten drawn three, 37 goals scored. <laughs> And 13 against. It's, and it's, 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 we ha- uh,
0: not only have we not recorded a nil since Gary Johnson took over, we haven't no. recorded a one
1: no, either. They haven't, they haven't scored only one goal in a game yet. It's It's gone,
0: just looking at your list it's there, two, it's gone two, 2 4. 4
1: 3 2 2 4 4 2 2 3 3 4. Those are the, those that's, are the the that's the, the league there's games. There's a 7 no,
0: and a 4 in there as well in if, the cup. If you it? want to chuck a, yes. a couple of. Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> so no, uh, very good. But no, getting back to Gloucester on Saturday, um, they drew with Western Supermair in a real relegation six-pointer, didn't they, on yeah. Boxing Day. Um, I, I was quite impressed with them in the game up at, in, in August, when, of course, um, before Chris Todd went there. Are they still um, playing up at Cheltenham? Yeah, yeah. No, at Evesham. At Evesham, yeah, Evesham yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they were a very hard-working team, yeah. busy. Uh, they got a couple of decent uh, Parkers, decent up front for them. Uh, of course Chris Todd has signed Andre Wright since uh, yeah. um, from United since he went there I don't think he's made a huge impact but beware players who <laughs> in yeah. those circumstances always happens doesn't quite, it quite yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they've always had very uh, um, good youth set up at Gloucester mm-hmm. um, and of course they, they tend to take quite a lot of players from Cheltenham um, uh, Bristol City as well the same yeah. as United so uh, I, I think we should beware them uh, this will be a for everybody who comes to play more, but particularly in these circumstances, this is a huge bonus match for them. Yeah. That they will have absolutely nothing to lose. Um, anything they pick up on Saturday will be a big plus. Hopefully, um, they'll
0: bring a few fans down. And, as well. Yeah, they're quite, they're quite
1: yeah. uh, supportive. The cluster yeah. fans, they're they they're, they're pretty good that way. Um, yeah, I, I, it's. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they pose very similar problems to, the, yeah. to that Truro did on, on on Boxing Day. They'll be up for it. I don't suppose they'll sit back and try and soak up pressure. That's asking for uh, Mm -hmm. for for, um, trouble, isn't it? I think they'll come and have a go. Yeah. uh, And United will have to be at it.
0: And then these games come thick and fast. It's Truro again on Tuesday. Truro's home fixture. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. uh, we're
1: away from home.
0: Fans shouldn't notice any difference, though, should they? No, I think uh, all the arrangements are more or less
1: uh, um, as per. Obviously, season ticket holders have to pay for their, their tickets, but they. You know, United season ticket holders will be sitting in their normal season seats. Right. Um, I I we'll, must check. We'll
0: I, We'll have to apply for passes, won't we?
1: Well, we've just thinking about that. I've got <laughs> to, we've got to check on that, which I will do tomorrow at, uh, at the weekly press conference, and also just to nail down the fact of which dressing room United will take. That, yeah. I assu- yeah. You know. Will Churro say no? Carry on, or will they go? No, we'll go in the home dressing room. I um, would, if I yeah. was them. That's
0: exactly what I would do. Yeah, but that's um, just a little bit of gamesmanship, and why not? That's what football's all about. That's right.
1: Um, and of course, as for as he was for the Boxing Day game, John Paul Pittman, who's on a season-long yeah. loan, is is not not uh, not available to play for Truro in that match.
0: But uh, yeah, that'll be another cracking that's game. That's on New Year's Day, isn't Indeed. it? Next
1: Tuesday. Yeah. A um, couple
0: of departures from the squad since we last podcast. Uh, Brett Williams has gone.
1: Yeah, uh, on loan only for yeah. a month. Yeah, uh, and of course he's gone straight. This is he's gone up a league. <laughs> yeah, and straight into Sutton the United side. Laid on the winner for them uh, on his debut at Halifax he, at the weekend. He would do that in stoppage he? Yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, an, an assist there. I, it's very remiss of me. I haven't checked what their result was yesterday. I think they won one 0 but I I'm not quite have sure. Uh, so he's gone there Two or three issues really um, uh, His partner and their little baby Who we reported I think he, he came into this world The weekend that United won at Brightling see, In the FA Cup It's true um, yeah. uh, uh, They live in Southampton mm-hmm. um, It's quite a long way away um, uh, Brett has been living in the lodge yeah. At Plainmore um, Look all of us who have had <laughs> young children, it's quite a stressful time, isn't it? Yeah. And um, uh, it's difficult enough when both parents are around, <laughs> when there's only one. So I think Brett's been finding that quite tough. Yeah. Um, and uh, he and Gary Johnson came to a, an agreement a little while ago, it seems, that if a, a half-decent offer or a club came in for him, then United would listen to it. I don't think it was the ideal timing, Um just before Christmas, no. and in terms of transfer activity, um, but Sutton did come in, and um, so he's gone on loan to Sutton United. Ironically, of course, that if, if he he went to Sutton because it's a bit easier for him to get home, and of course his first away match, United were at Hampton, which would have been quite easy for him to <laughs> yeah. do. Uh, and Sutton were away to Halifax, so um, nice long so, trip sod's for law. Him. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it, it's unusual with Brett, wasn't it? Because it was hard to see, for all Brett's talents and his goal scoring, and, and you know we know he's a good goal scorer and he's a good footballer, but it was hard to see him fitting into the current shape of the Torquay United team.
1: Well, I, th- I think fitting in, it was hard to see him, to see him forcing his way in. Yeah. You know, you've got Reed and and um Janet. And Janet yeah. playing so well at the moment and scoring goals. Um, you've got young Olaf Kozela, who yeah. who is I, I don't know what people had a good chance to have a look at him yesterday. He came on with what 15 minutes to go. Yeah, not much. No, yeah, yeah. but but does he look like 16 years you know, old?
0: He looks like he's been in the team for a
1: long time, yeah. doesn't he? And, yeah. and and he he came on in a small for a shorter period of time at Hampton, held the ball up really well, took people off into the corner at 3-0 yeah. and actually set up Jamie Reid for a chance which their keeper did very well to save. And we said and I, I, th- I thought yesterday he came on he, the point you make, he, he doesn't look out of place in the team at all. No, um, I think there's a goal in him. And well, it, we had, um, we both
0: said, wouldn't it be great if, well, if we finally get beyond... Off. That's, that's yeah. another thing we were going to talk about. Will we finally get beyond four goals? If yeah. we get to four, we can't seem to get the fifth. It would have been great if Olaf had got that fifth. Yes, it would. But that's, um, that's a first-world problem, isn't it? Um, but going, I think
1: anybody, any sort of real football fan and... All Torquay fans are real football fans. You look at a lad like him coming on as the pop side sings; he's one of our own, um, Torquay born and bred. And isn't it great to see a, pl- a, a player? Yeah. You know, we have produced one or two in the past. You know, another generation of young footballer who isn't just a kind of oh, let's chuck him off for five minutes and hope for the best. You know, Jack, yeah. Gary Johnson can send Olaf Casela on if if we're a goal down or we need a goal. He, his thinking wouldn't change any differently. No. with Olaf have to say like, Get on, Olaf. See if he can go, go and get us a goal. Now, in that situation, Brett Williams is looking at it and thinking, "Hang on a minute. I could be. It could be weeks before I get yeah. back in the team here." And so, <clears throat> I'm sure. Beg pardon. I'm sure that played a part in yeah. in the decision to, to go for a month. We'll see what happens at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pff- he he's he's been a part of talk united over the last two or three years um scoring some crucial goals yeah, to keep yeah. us up a couple of years ago um he's popular around the club he's club captain for for goodness yes, Gary yeah, Gary yeah. has made him captain and and behind the scenes a good captain he's been as yeah. well um so yeah we we'll, we'll see where that goes that month this month will go by very very quickly and in a couple of weeks time we'll be going oh What's the latest on Brett Williams? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And um, Jacob
0: Sokolik has also yeah. left the club. Um,
1: what a sad sort of thing, really. I don't think we ever saw the best of exactly. him, do we? He, he's, he's been wracked with injuries and mm-hmm. um, illness problems, and we've never seen the best of him. Um, and, uh, you know, his contract has been cancelled by mutual consent. Yeah. Used to play for Plymouth, Yeovil, uh, and big, powerful lad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know i think when gary howe signed him we thought yeah that makes sense yeah. um and and you know it's just a bit unfortunate that united have never never re- we've never really seen the best no. of him so good luck to him a shame and of course the other thing is that this process people like williams going out on loan um uh, Sokolik, it is freeing up money yeah, yeah. Uh, for potential new signings as well in in january which i know that Peter Johnson and, and Gary Johnson are working yeah. hard on at the moment.
0: Because people always come back to us and say, don't you idiots realise there isn't a window in our league? But there is. If you're trying to get somebody from a league club, then the window applies, exactly. It's it? not
1: It's not whether you can do the business. It's, yeah. it's who you're trying to sign. And of course, Johnson has, has repeated over and over again is that he's not really interested at the moment in bringing somebody in for three, four or five months. Mm. The, the player, the people he's homing in on, I mean, obviously, if, a, if an absolute... You know, stonkingly good player wanted to come for six months, or was available from, yeah. say, Bristol City. Then you'd you obviously look at it. But in the normal course of things, he's looking at people who are going to be staying here for yeah. next season.
0: Well, his um, comments after that Borham Wood game were interesting, weren't they? You know, he's looking ahead, already looking at the, the the skeleton of a squad that providing we go up that takes us through the national league. Yeah,
1: and I think it's probably more than a skeleton. It, yeah. it's uh, Okay, you. you there are three or four lone players in the team at the moment, and you have to factor that in. But um, uh, I think he was looking deeper than that. Yeah. Uh, but football, look,
0: who knows? Who, who knows what
1: yeah. what happens around yeah. the corner? Uh, almost, you know. You, you and Martin Ling always used to say to me, he said, "Dave, I know we're flying at the moment." He said, "But there'll be a car accident waiting around the next corner." Yeah. And and you just have to constantly bear that in mind. I remember Tony Boyce, the old chairman, um, the late Tony Boyce. You know, Frank O'Farrell, who I think mentioned last week, went round to see him for Christmas. He was talking about his manager, one of the best managers the club's ever had. And Tony Boyce told me one day he was already looking for his next manager. And I went, what? And he said, I have to. I have to. You know, uh, any chairman, when you get a manager like Gary Johnson, for instance, Yeah. He, he, can be, you know, he can be stolen away. Uh, 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 so you can lose a manager either because he's so great or because yeah. things are going badly. And and, um, and Johnson's exactly the same with his squad. Who knows what might happen? The January window might open. Somebody come in and go, right, we'll have him and we'll have him. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Now what do we do?
0: Interesting. There we go. Now, as they used to say on News at 10, and finally, a mention of, of the mob up the road. Exeter City, who we love really deep down, um, are looking at Ryan Bowman. If um, if rumours are to be believed, apparently he's at, he's at Motherwell. Yeah, he didn't play for Motherwell yesterday,
1: didn't he? No,
0: um, he was left out because um, again, the the rumour says dictates that he's looking for a move. Well,
1: this is this is all as a result, isn't it, of speculation that Jaden Stockley, who apparently I think has scored more goals than any other Englishman in.
0: He's the, the, he's knocking in the him country, in, isn't he? That's yeah, right. Yeah,
1: um, is is going to be a target for somebody in January, and City are looking for potential replacements. So here we are again. What we were just yeah. talking about. You never know what's coming around no, the corner. Right. Yeah. Um, but people are assuming that City yeah. will receive offers for
0: for Jaden Stock uh, for Jayden
1: Stockley. And you know why not? Um, and Ryan Bowman, who of course spent uh, a pretty decent year down here he did he scored um, some goals Chris didn't Hargreaves yeah. signed him from York I think it was yeah. in the summer of just after United you know, been relegated to the conference for the second time scored 19 goals in all competitions yeah. a few penalties thrown in in that I remember um, and then we sold him to Gateshead, Gateshead. I think Yeah. yeah. 10,000 quid something yeah. like that uh, he had a very good year decent year at Gateshead and then he became another of these players that Scottish clubs pluck out of the National League Yeah. Um, it was Elliot Freer went from Forest Green I remember who was the, the striker that we had uh, Fisher uh, oh Alex Poole? Fisher yes. went yeah. to Kilmarnock
0: or something like yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, Sean who's, McGinty's who's, gone as well He's He's now
1: back at uh, Yeovil and yeah. scoring goals there yeah, Ryan Bowman went to Motherwell and, and has had a decent yeah. two and a half years there. Um,
0: it's interesting though that, that I mean people often discuss what is the level of the Scottish Premier and with respect to our Scottish listeners who will be um, kicking back at this very moment. But a lot of players from National League level seem to get into teams in the Scottish Premier let's not put it any more strongly than that
1: yes certainly hold down a place yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Berman's been pretty regular for for for, yeah. uh, for motherwell in, in and out of the team um, uh, if he didn't play yesterday then that's a hint yeah. maybe that yeah um, he might be available. He'd be a um, decent
0: signing for Exeter, wouldn't he?
1: You would have thought so. I mean, obviously, none of us have seen him play over the last mm. two and a half years. Um, you'd hope he was he was quite a young striker when he came to us, yeah. that his game yeah. would have improved. He was always strong, wasn't he? A very powerful runner. Um, always a goal in him. Yeah. Physically uh, yeah. tough. Um, I remember he and Louis Briscoe played up front together, didn't they, for a while, and shared a house in uh, yeah. on, on the Willows' estate, I remember. Uh, they were good mates. Uh, but interestingly, uh, um, uh, Ryan, uh, he ha- had family and a little child up in, he comes from Carlisle originally, yeah. they didn't move down and he found that quite tough. So That was um, one of the
0: reasons behind, his behind him going. and to get away, in wasn't the it? End. Yeah. and although yeah. he loved
1: it here, he thoroughly enjoyed yeah. playing for the club and, and, and had a good time here, um, that was always a factor in the back of his yeah. mind. So fingers crossed for him that that situation is has settled down a bit more and if he if he does end up at St James Park well good luck to him good
0: luck to him indeed well there we go it's been another packed much to discuss podcast for that strange period between Christmas and the New Year when nobody really knows what day it is no it is Thursday though isn't it it is yeah. still Thursday I think we're Thursday. all in that boat aren't we yeah. we're just, so uh, home game Gloucester 3 o'clock kickoff on Saturday Yeah, Truro New Year's Day is that 3 o'clock as well 3 o'clock as I well I don't want to miss one again and
1: best of luck to Julian Gouldthorpe, the United Groundsman yeah. Uh, For the next week or so.
0: Now, you have a Christmas story to finish off with a Christmas story about Julian as well. well, uh,
1: Obviously, I think all United fans on Boxing Day morning want the reassurance that the game is definitely on. Let's face it, the weather's been bloody awful for a week or two before. Um, I I did a bit of checking, no problem at all. Uh, Absolutely on. Well done, Julian Goulthorpe. And I sort of said, yes, obviously, (laughs) no. He spent nine hours of Christmas Day at Plainmore. Good grief. Um, uh, forking, um, yep. uh, he even got a light mower on it, so I understand, <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, a man who's given up his Christmas Day to make sure that, the, that the, one of the biggest games, certainly gates of the season, goes ahead. He's got quite a lot more work ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, various fra- uh, helpers. Uh, joining in, Mike Steer, um, uh, helping. Yeah. And there we are. All these people behind the scenes, I think are the kind of unsung heroes of the operation. Uh, okay. Well done to the players and the team and Gary Johnson, but without that kind of effort and dedication, you never know. We might all have been, been wondering what we're going to talk about. this afternoon. There
0: we go. Thank you. Well, thanks for your time. This has been the Herald Express, Devon live talking United yellow army podcast on the, uh, on the week that, uh, Last Christmas rang out over the pop side. Let's see what they come up with to sing uh, Saturday and next Tuesday. Thanks for your time, as ever. Come Come on, on you yellows.